As Nate Justice saw it, he had a choice between two equally bad alternatives. Either he could ignore his brother's last request, or he could marry his widow. Jacob would have done it for him and expected Nate to be capable of the same kind of selflessness. He rubbed a hand over his brow. He had no notion as how to be a husband, let alone husband a woman as proper as Clara. Only his love for his older brother could have induced him to make a proposal so contrary to his nature. Nate wanted to do the right thing, but this didn't feel right. What was a respectable lady going to do in a rough-and-tumble mining camp where the only women within a hundred miles were whores? Lord help him. From his seat at an empty table in his saloon, Nate searched for answers in the worst of places. A liquor bottle. He spotted the old hypocrite who called himself Reverend headed his way. Just what he needed. A sermon from a drunk. The Padre spouted verse like a whale spouts seawater, but only as a means to achieve his goal. In this case, he had his eye fixed on the half-empty bottle of whiskey on the table. The man drank, hoard, and gambled most of his waking hours, making him no different from the miners. The Reverend always absolved himself, and anyone else who needed it after a binge was some verse about man's weakness and God's mercy. I was told you abstained from spirits, said the Reverend, taking a seat without invitation. On any other day you'd be right. Then perhaps you would feel inclined toward company. Nate pushed the bottle at the man who did not wait for a glass. When he finished a long pull, he wiped his mouth with his sleeve and made a sound of pure satisfaction. He maintained control of the bottle, gripping the glass neck as if it was a sinner in need of redemption. Bless you, son. Oh, I'm just brimming with blessings. The reverend gave a wary smile. So I have heard. Nate glared at Charlie, who'd obviously been gossiping again. His barkeep took up a glass and began polishing. The reverend continued without noticing the exchange. Perhaps I can do a service in the near future. The man nodded conspiratorially. Go in unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, saith the Lord. He had Nate's attention. To marry your brother's widow, said the reverend, nodding his approval. It's an honorable thing. Well, there's a first time for everything. Nate regained custody of his bottle with a forceful tug and took a swallow. You are modest, sir. I know for a fact you have a soft heart. The reverend leaned in, whispering, I've seen you. Several possibilities ran through Nate's mind, and he scowled. Hitting a minister would certainly not hurt his reputation, but he resisted. The man continued, unaware of his peril. You feed a stray cat out back. How in hell do you know that? I've slept in that alley a time or two. That enough to get me into heaven, you think? Feeding a cat? Well, my son, that's a fair question. Do you have anything on your conscience? Nate gave a wry laugh, and then pushed back his hat. 
I don't have that kind of time. His new friend reached for the bottle, his fingers creeping forward like a spider. Try me. Well, then let's stick to the present. I'm thinking of backing out. What do you say to that? You run the largest saloon in Colorado City, so I'd say you do not shirk from responsibility, nor lack the funds to adequately provide for a woman. I've seen you over at the Belle Rouge, meaning you obviously enjoy female company on occasion, but keep no steady woman. He took another slug from the whiskey. So this must be personal. Does she have buck teeth? I've never seen her. All I know of her comes from my brother's letters. He loved her, 